Know what it takes for you to be an influencer in your industry? A million followers? A million dollars? Hear stories from real-life influencers to discover what it truly takes to be an influencer. This is Influence That Innovates. Welcome to Influence That Innovates, where we break down what it means to be an influencer. I'm Andrew Gabbard, and I'm here with this week's influencer, Brian Parkinson. Brian is a digital media executive at Fastly, a content delivery network, or CDN, as well as other things that's out to make the internet faster for your business. Before I continue, I should mention that the views and opinions expressed by this week's influencer do not represent those of the show or Joyco. So welcome, Brian. Thank you for having me, Andrew. I appreciate it. Glad to have you here. Why don't you start off by telling me a little bit about Fastly and what it is you do there um, in terms that I can understand. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So Fastly is a content delivery network. That's what kind of is the market understanding of what we do. Um, A lot of companies have said, oh, you're a CDN after we describe our technology. I'm in sales. I work in the central region of the United States in the Denver here down on Market Street. We started out about five years ago, four and a half years ago, I guess, in uh, San Francisco. And we've grown to about 250 people at this point in the last four and a half years. So it's gone pretty high in terms of the amount of uh, people we've hired. It's grown rapidly, I should say. We have an office in San Francisco, in New York, and in Denver, and then one in London and Tokyo as well. So five global offices. We're a content delivery network with 26 pops or points of presence around the world, and we just help the internet move faster. So, uh, you know, we work with a lot of well-known companies that pretty much everybody in the world uses, groups such as uh, Twitter, Condé Nast, Publications, the Boston Globe, The Guardian over in the United Kingdom, Beatport in terms of music. Just a whole host of companies today, Kayak, Spotify, to name a few. So how does that work where you've got one company that will have faster internet than everybody else? Well, basically at Fastly, it's, an, it's run on an open source platform known as Varnish, and we create Varnish configuration language, or VCL, which basically means you code all of your content in an open source environment, and you have the ability to cache, purge, and invalidate that content really quick, like lightning fast, less than 150 milliseconds globally. So, well, network latency adds a little bit into it, I should say, globally, maybe by a couple seconds. But really what it does is it gives the user or the business the ability to upload their content and push it out into the World Wide Web or through our network infrastructure in uh, real time. So you can make real time changes, you can do, um, it really increases performance, which is the end of the day after you offload all that traffic onto a CDN such as ourselves, you save inherently on origin infrastructure costs because all of your content is really living out on the edge of the network. So being on the edge of, of the internet highway, you know, you have the ability to really make a lot of critical business decisions in real time, um, which makes you, you know, the entire experience that much faster and better. So you guys are working, I assume, mostly with larger companies. We work with all types of companies. But yes, I mean, we work, we've got, I'd say, a good few thousand. A lot of developers started out with that's where Fastly kind of started its roots in San Francisco as a DevOps company, written in open source. It was a small company that um, has grown by leaps and bounds based on the technology and the amount of you know interest in using our services because of the fact that you can take control back of all of your assets and uh, really change the way the world experiences your content or the way the world experiences the internet, if you will. So it's pretty fun. It's a great place to be. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So the first question I want to ask you is, how would you define the term influencer? Sure. I think, you know, defining a term influencer is someone who's got like a good history or a good level of experience to influence the market or the conversation or even the decision or even the way things are done at your business. You've obviously been around the block, if you will, and you know which things work, which don't. 
And uh, you've also grown with knowledge over a specific period of time, which indirectly influences others around you in terms of your communication. So you would say that an influencer is an expert in their field then exercises that expertise. Correct. Yeah, I'd say I'd be like a subject matter expert. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Do you consider yourself an influencer? Yeah, I think so. I've luckily been in the industry for about 11 years. So I've been around for quite some time, worked with a few different companies and been a part of the entire content delivery business kind of when video started to be popular online. Like back when I started, you were just coming out with like losses on TV, but also on your desktop. And then eventually iPhones came out. The big rush back then was getting everything into a mobile transcoded or transmuxed environment, which means taking that file and delivering it in multiple ways so mm-hmm. every person in the world could, could view it, if you will, yeah. depending on the device. So yeah. certain devices had to live up to that, to that level. But um, yeah, I'd say I've been around for quite a while and it's a fun industry. It's always changing. It's always like on the cusp of something new. Technology breeds that kind of mindset and it's just really performing, making everyday life easier through Internet of Things and through the entire experience online. I like your idea that it's a subject matter expert. I think that a lot of times people are trying to, they try to be somebody else. They look at a celebrity or an influencer, you know, a CEO or an actor or sure somebody they look up to and they say, they're an influencer and I want to be like them. And that's kind of the the definition of an influencer that they put in their head is right. it's you own a $250 million business right. or or even, you know, there's a lot bigger companies than that. But I think that what they forget a lot of times is that we are subject matter experts at different things. You know, just because you you may not be a subject matter expert at content delivery networks right. doesn't mean you're not an influencer. It just means you're, you, you may not have that influence in that industry or that area. Right. It could be just one facet of your entire business unit, yeah. you know, depending on the size of the organization and what level of the sea level, I should say, that you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to a few seminars where they, marketing seminars, and they talk about you've got to find the balance between what you know and what you love. Right. And then that's where you're going to be the most successful. And so I think that it can be easy to forget what you actually know about and focus on what you want to know about instead. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I started out wanting to understand the whole streaming media aspect of content delivery because I'm into music and I like to listen to audio streams and watch video concerts of live events as they're happening. So that drew me into it and I've met with musicians over the period of time and even till today. And, you know, it's just a fun aspect of what I do. It's just one piece of the pie though, whereas I enjoy or get off on the fact that I'm helping this company really increase the performance of their business, which is at the end of the day makes them perform better for Mm -hmm. their clients. And then it just basically, I think it actually just helps the economy at the end of the day because you're, you're making things happen at a quicker pace. And it's just, you know, I grew up, I'm in my mid 40s, so I grew up without the internet. And to have this vehicle, if you will, to drive is just so much fun. And it just makes every day a pleasure because you can change the world if you put your mind to it in a sense, you know, it's kind of a way of approaching it. Well, in the work that you're doing, it it not only impacts, you know, the the company, what the company can do, but it impacts people within the company. Of course. You're keeping, you're keeping business going. Yeah, and you're you're bringing on more business for them because you're creating more opportunity for the client that you're working with 
they're opening more strategic doors open. They're hiring more people to handle that. So yeah, that's another way to look at it. Yeah. One thing that I, I haven't talked about a ton on the show, which I want to ask you is what kinds of scenarios limit your positive influence over other people? What kind of what kind of things pop up that are you know, what kind of challenges pop up and how do you get past those in order to retain this the positive impact? Sure. Yeah, I mean I'm big on positive energy and for me it's just the amount of time in the day and the deadlines to hit certain targets that come up. Like you may get things thrown at you that we all want to accomplish. It's just finding the managing your time really during the day to yeah. do it effectively. It's yeah. the end of that's the be all end all. If anybody can can do that well, they're always gonna be successful. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you wear multiple hats. A lot of people are not just doing one thing. And even when you have one job like sales or something like that, there are different areas of that, different pieces of that. Yeah. You've got to be able to manage well. For sure. I know. It's it's like, do I got to, I actually task my calendar up every day and fill it quickly with appointments and things to do and get done and deadlines and research. You've got to do a mixed bag really to get to where you want to be, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's just hard to like, I think just hard work, really getting your hands dirty, old school mindset mm -hmm. makes it happen for yeah. you. Action. you know, yeah, take action. action. Yeah, action. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's fun to delegate and watch other people, you know, be in charge and do that, but you got to be able to make decisions and get things done. Exactly. Yeah, and I try to influence fo folks around me that are junior, if you will, in the industry about the specific, not feature, but just kind of like mindset that this company looks at or just a way to approach the conversation or a way to shape the email shape the call, mm -hmm. things of that nature just to help. Because I like helping people too. Yeah. I kind of had come from that kind of service background too. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And that for them, I love that because I think what that shows is that life is not just about us individually. You know, we're right. here. We need to be able to help other people around us and build them up. If it's as simple as saying, hey, I would tweak that wording in that email. Right. Or if it's saying, hey, why don't you shadow me for a little bit and let me teach you what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, huge deal. Right. Just little pieces of advice here and there that can improve their performance or improve their success can make a big difference in somebody's life. Exactly. And I mean, the hardest part to get over, I think, is the uphill battle, I should say, is there's so much technology to absorb and how to properly, and I'm still learning to be better at this. It's an always iterative process where you're learning to effectively communicate that technology to the specific person you're speaking to because each person's different has different needs. So it's doing the research up front, figuring out what what pain points you can address, if you will, in the short and long term and what other aspects of the business you can provide options to review and then rounding it all into a, like a specific custom package kind of works too. Because mm -hmm. you can solve a few things at once, maybe solve a few of these things a little bit later. So, I mean, it's always, every conversation's different and to, you know, I just try to learn how to dumb it down, if you will, too, and just effectively yeah. explain it in a shorter period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Communication is crucial when it comes yeah. to influencing other people. For sure. Uh, I was just talking to a guy, just recording another interview and, and we were talking about the importance of communication, whether it's uh, in your family life or if it's in your work life or whatever, you got to be able to the other person has to be able to understand what you're trying to say to them. Yeah, and you got to learn how to, and this is a tough balance, and I'm trying still to balance it all. Like everything that goes in and out of your ears is important, I think. And it's like try to remember, try to hear everything and try to comprehend it and quickly 
you know, volley back or communicate back effectively. So I don't know. I like to live in a nice balanced level playing field in life. Yeah. I'm a Libra. So <laughs> I think I'm born that way. <laughs> so it's, it's a challenge, but it's fun. It's a fun challenge to have to yeah. balance the day and uh, can't beat living in sunny Colorado either. Oh, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about what influencing does not look like. So you're in sales, you are talking to a lot of people, you talk to clients and you're talking to people internally, you're interacting with a lot of people, so you've got impact on a bunch of different groups of people. When you are talking to somebody about Fastly um, or you're working in the office, what kinds of reactions or observations or behaviors are you looking to avoid from other people? What kinds of interactions are you trying to avoid? I kind of work on a quick busy day so I try, I try to value every minute I've got while I'm in the office because I've got instant messages coming in emails I want to make a couple calls I this call could be long I want to take somebody out to lunch I only have an hour for that lunch but if it's like 15 minutes over then I'm going to be pushing into the next thing I want to get it done so I'm very much task oriented and I like to accommodate each task I put and to complete it within a 24-hour period because I feel like moving everything forward is natural in life and I try to move everything I do into a next step so I can get to that goal, meet it, and then eventually the finish line will come for each plan or action plan I've set up. So really, so you're trying to take advantage of every moment. Yeah. And therefore, you want to make sure that the people you're interacting with feel valued. Exactly. If I get put into a like a you know, there's always going to be days where you're in meetings all day and that's just natural, but it's just time, man. It's just it's like time management is key and the ability to manage that effectively. And yeah, we all end up working longer hours. Because of the internet, you can do a lot more than you used to. I mean, it's, I'm, my, I'm 44. And when I, my first job out of college, I didn't have internet and there wasn't an email and there was no instant message. So <laughs> it was different. It mm -hmm. was like you would you would actually write a letter sometimes or type it up and print it and mail it and wait two weeks yeah. or a week and then talk to the person on the phone or whatever. You know, a lot of it was in person actually. Yeah. But it's just different now, which is great. I mean, you could do global business, you know, which yep. is what everybody loves and the world's much smaller because of it. So in, in your busy day, you've got a lot going on all the time. What kind of steps are you taking to eliminate distractions? Like lunch is even like a necessary evil <laughs> to go out, <laughs> even if you don't have a meeting lunch. I don't go out to lunch much. We eat in the office because we have food there that mm -hmm. we bring in or I'll go out and grab something and bring it back and eat at my desk. That way, because I'll save myself 30 minutes at least mm -hmm. by not spending too much time outside of the office when I'm not interacting with a customer or working on a project so, or in a meeting. So, you know, it just for me, it's like I get up, I have two children, young children at home and a third on the way. So I'm, I like to get time in with them. And then, then I just try to go after it all day and make things happen and get home and have a quality few hours with my children and my wife before we all go to bed, you know. So <laughs> Sounds exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I literally sit home. <laughs> First time I sit down is like nine 9 p.m. I'd say on average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that's like. I I've got two kids myself with the third on the way, so yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's challenges of being a dad. Yeah. It's a fun challenge. Yes, you know? absolutely, so. absolutely. Yep. So in in a day that is so full like that, talk to me about the importance of taking a breath. Yeah. And just stepping back for a, a brief moment and just it's a health thing you know <laughs> like taking it definitely andrew taking a breath is huge like i 
I find myself sometimes even racing around in the car and I'm like, I got to slow down. I don't need to drive this fast or <laughs> take it easy, you know? And mm-hmm. even when it's today's, a, you know, the first sunny 70s day we've had in a while and all the snow that we've gotten is gone. And it's just like, ah, this is nice. Like the sun hitting your face. Like it just taking time for yourself, walking around the block even is a nice exercise yeah. just to get the stress relief. Mm-hmm. I find those things are helpful to just bring you back down to a level of unstress and mm-hmm. to earth really and just take one step at a time really and yeah. and try to eat at least properly once a day, twice a day. You're really supposed to eat three times a day, but <laughs> I save dinner for the big meal and I just eat little, you know, bagel in the morning and something light in lunch and then I save dinner for the bigger meal. Yeah. Just because I, I like I feel like sometimes you you Certain foods will obviously knock you out, make you tired, and you mm-hmm. want to avoid those if you have a lot going on. Yeah. I try to at least. Yeah, I found what I try to do, and I, I don't do this uh, some days. I don't do it every day, but I found that going for just a quick walk outside, mm-hmm. just getting some fresh air. We yeah. go to park right behind our building so I can I can just walk around, not for a long time, you know, just enough to yeah. think about, take my mind off of work just briefly Five minutes or five, whatever. Five minutes even yeah. and, and get some fresh air just to distract myself and, and calm down and kind of regroup if things are kind of crazy. And then another thing that I do is I've got a lot of different little tasks. And so I'm not – I'm usually not in meetings all day. But what I, what I do is I will change things up. Mm-hmm. If I am sending emails – for a long time, then I need to I need to do something different because my brain is going to start to <laughs> turn to mush from staring at a screen, just me personally, and and not moving at yeah. all. So so I will try to get up and go do a different task that's on my list. So I'm still productive, but it's it's just a that that little shift. Yep, helps me to keep my focus and instead of kind of going numb to the work that I'm doing. and I think if you dabble, that's great because I, I agree. If you dabble into everything that you're responsible for, albeit you know going out for meetings or writing up a sales order or mm-hmm. just fulfilling your job description, if you will, and then going out for five minutes to catch some air, it reinvigorates you for the rest of the afternoon yeah. because it's like I, you know, I have those type of days like today is a perfect day for that where I'm here and doing this and then I had a great lunch earlier today. Just even going out to lunch and with a prospective client is just fun because it's it's not as much as I'd like to do it every day. It's hard to do that every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But I had a great one today. So it was just like, all right, you know, I I want to do this more often and yeah. I go to meetups after the after hours too. Mm-hmm. Which is a really great way to network with the local yeah. community in Denver or wherever and Boulder too. And uh I love it. I mean, I go, I try to go to a few a month and I've signed up for so many that they start to go on top of each other on yeah. the same night. Like there's two tonight. And I know the people that are presenting because I went to the last one and uh-huh. met them. And it's like, you get to know these people in the down earth, relaxed environment and you kind of get more done that way yeah. because you're not programmed mm-hmm. in that environment. Yeah, absolutely. If you will. Yeah. Well, hey, that's, that's all we have time for, but thank you, Brian. This has been, this has been fun. This has been fast it's flown by for me yeah <laughs> i enjoyed it and thanks uh, for having me yeah if you guys are interested in learning more about fastly and how they might be able to help your business run faster you can visit their website at www.fastly.com f-a-s-t-l-y.com i hope this has been encouraging and inspiring for all you guys be sure to check in for more episodes have a great week 
Thanks for listening to Influence That Innovates, brought to you by Joyco Productions. And don't forget, somebody's always watching. Don't waste it.